Sí, escucha que hay gente. Welcome everyone, you're listening to Daniel here on the D-Report. Today I'll share a conversation that was originally intended for classroom use, but with the permission of the speaker, I will be able to share it here. Today you'll hear from Francisco Gonzalez as he narrates his experience of entering the school system in Los Angeles in the 1950s. Donacho, can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, my, my name is Francisco Gonzalez. I was born in Mexico. I spent 13 years of my youth, my niñez uh, in Mexico. At uh, 13, I was uh, taken or I was brought up to here to the United States. And I um, went to school here starting in 1950. When I came here to the United States, I didn't speak a word of English. It was all Spanish. And when I was admitted to school, in the school they had a program which they called FA. FA meaning foreign adjustment. At the time they had the people, it was right after the war, the second world war, so there was people from Europe, uh, Germany, Russia, different places in Europe, and also from South America, uh, and including Mexico. And I was from Mexico. So I knew some uh, Peruvians, mostly Peruvians, and um, uh, what was it, uh, Central Americans. Then uh, this group, which consisted of a I guess it was about 150 people, pupils. And uh, I, uh, the, the thing was to uh, show us English. In other words, I went to school and I already knew my math, my every, everything that I, that, I, that I had learned up to then in Mexico, but without, without knowing the English. And so this, this FA program was just for English mostly. Very little of the math and all of the other stuff. And it was basically in teaching you spend, uh, English and grammar. Uh, it, took, it took me a half a semester just on this FA program, uh, introducing me to the English uh, language. All the other subjects that they would uh, uh, talk to me about, for example, math, which is very universal. I was real good at that, better than all the guys here. For some reason, they, they teach you more in Mexico than they do here, or they, they teach you later. Even then it was the same thing, 12 years, and in 12 years a day, I think you come out of the sixth grade then, and you knew exactly as much as people know here at the 12th level. Because when you can come out of a, grammar, what they call here grammar school, over there is when you're like in third grade or fourth grade. So they, 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 they introduce you to a lot of stuff earlier there. Then they, they go by age. So I was about 13 and a half, 14. Right away, I qualified for ninth grade. So I started, uh, they put me in the ninth grade category. 
and uh, I the only problem with me was uh, putting up with uh, with people laughing at my English, <laughs> especially with other Mexicans. Hey, wetbacks and all you know the, the people that were from South America, the the people that were from Europe, whether they were they were you know blondes and all that stuff. So the, the, the thing was with us, right? Wetbacks, you can say, you know, whatever. And, and yes, I was a wetback. I was an illegal lady. <laughs> so anyways, uh, school was uh, easy for me. School, as far as the, the subjects, uh, everything. The, the only thing that was actually um, benefiting from was from the English. And I didn't uh, have any problem with people laughing at me uh, with my, you know, when you learn another language and at, 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 at my age, for example, which I was 13, a lot of times you have a, a big accent. And uh, you know, I had problems with, especially with the guys that uh, were born here, you know, they, they were going in the regular school. So, you know, but, but, I, but I tried to, to talk to them even, you know, and I had a real good experience outside of school at work, there was this guy that uh, was born here and he was going to school. His name was Daniel, like you, very nice guy. And uh, he was always, would talk to me Spanish at work, you know, because I worked after school. And uh, one day he said, well, how much English do you know? Cuanto, cuanto inglés hablas? And I said, well, you know, poquito, you know. So, so he said, well, you know, come on, you know, throw it. To me, so I started uh, uh, speaking whatever English I knew, and then he just looked at me and said, "Tú sabes más de lo que yo pensaba." Let's do this. He said, "He said, Pablo, me puro inglés, maybe." Then, then I remember him very dearly because he he was really into into teaching me English. He would even you know do things to to say, "Well, this means this, this means that," and if he couldn't explain it in Spanish, he would. You know, with the hands and everything, he would do it. And then sometimes I did things that she just just to make, make make me laugh from what he was doing. But he was he meant good, you know. And 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 he he was great, you know, because I really practiced a lot with him. And he was he would never laugh at me. He would no no no. If I said something and it sounded you know you know how it sounds a little bit. Said, no no, do it again. You know you don't say you don't say girl. You don't say girl. You say girl girl. And you say this, I say it again and say it again. And, and he was great, you know. So that was a very good experience during that time. So you mentioned that you started school at 13, which is like the junior high level. That's like seventh grade, no? No, on ninth. Like I was put into the ninth grade. You were put in the ninth Regular. grade. Even though you were 13. Years of age. Well, no, no. By by the time I finished with the uh, you know the the English introduction and all this, I, I was already fourteen or fifteen. So that's why, why I you know I went into the ninth grade. What school did you go to? Do you remember the name? Yes, Stevenson. Stevenson is mm, East, that East LA, East LA, That's the oh. Whittier, Whittier, and Indiana. And what was your impression at that moment, like? When you you know when you go into this new setting, what was it easy to adjust, hard to adjust? I mean, were you comparing it? Easy. To the way I was I was marvel I was marvelled by what I saw, 
in Mexico, we didn't have lockers, we didn't have nothing, you know, that was, was, it was very basic, you know, and when I came over here, you have my, and I said, what is this for? No, this is the, the numbers for your locker, you know, because you get, uh, what do you call it, this, uh, it wasn't a lock, it was, you had to, what do you, what, what do you call it? Uh, the, the combination numbers, key. Combination. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, everything seemed, you know, like, like wow, you know, I'm in, a, I'm, in, I'm in another world, <laughs> and they were nice about, uh, us, because then they knew about the group that was just uh, learning English. And so they were very accommodating with uh, teaching us, especially one I remember, Mrs. Mrs. Saban. She was real nice, real patient. You know, again, you know, say it and, you know, teaching us the right, the right, you know, pronunciation and, you know, you know the, the verse and, and everything, you know. And, and she was the English teacher, you know, mostly. The other ones were a little bit different. There was uh, Mr. Heslett and then Mr. Mayorga, I think Mr. Mayorga was from South America. So I didn't like that guy. He was always, he was always uh, making us be quiet. And, and by, by doing so, he was making more noise because he had a, a hammer, the, the, those wooden hammers, he would hit it on the table and shut up, you know, be quiet. And, you know, that's how I remember him. Well, they're different, you know, little things. What did you think about the students, the ones that you mentioned that that were born here? Because, I mean, just thinking about like this, being being a teenager, I'm pretty sure in Mexico you had your own circle of friends and stuff. And like, as you try and meet these new people, they're, they're different. I mean, aside from the language, I mean, they're, they're raised in the, in the United States. And well, they more, more, most of them were Mexicans. A regular school had mostly Mexicans. The, the, the ones I talked I talked to you about was in the group that uh, was in the English, and those people, like I said, you know, spoke only the Russian or German or whatever, and they were trying to learn English. And in my case, I was trying to learn English by my background and language was Spanish. And then once we started with the regular language, then we had to do the best we could with uh, understanding that the regular teaching in English, you know, pure English. So then this FA program was only for like a semester? Yes, or less, more or less. But while you were in the FA program, the way that they ran it was that it was like an intensive language? Yes, mostly for English, English intensive. And then you still went to your other classes after that one class? No, it was three, it was three teachers. And we would uh, switch from one teacher to the next to the next. And Mrs. Saban was the English. And then the Mr. Heslett, he was supposed to be also English, but the way he did it was with uh, teaching us songs, American songs. I'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. Nah, nah, nah. In other words, by 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 singing, uh, he would you know make us uh, uh, say the English, learn to to speak the English language. And the other ones mostly for you know math or whatever. The other teacher. Uh, uh, Mayorga. He was speaking, he speaking English, speaking English, English, Spanish speaking teaching. Oh, so he had both languages. He was able to kind of use both. Yeah, he, well, he, he was the only teacher that could speak both. All the other, Mr. Saban and Mrs. Mr. Hedler was, you know, only English. They understood Spanish, but they, they, they weren't fluent in, in Spanish. We were, we were just part of a group within the school, this group, we had uh, three, you know, three or four rooms that we used just for our group. 
And then when we went, like I say, when we graduated from this FA program, everybody went to, for example, the ninth grade, you know, then, you know, the regular teachers, I think we had uh, uh, six teachers. Then that's when we found out the way that the regular school was uh, here, you know, going with the uh, English teacher, math teacher, and so on. Can you tell me a little bit about that switch? Like once you exit out of the FA program and you enter classes of six subjects, how was that? It was different. It was, uh, it was interesting. The, the only problem, like I say, was uh, the, the thing that uh, I, I was surprised was that the teacher, my math teacher, I had uh, in Mexico, they teach you to, to uh, divide uh, differently. In other words, uh, English here, they, 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 you, you, you multiply and, and, the, and then on the bottom, you put a number and then you subtract and all, and then in Mexico, no, you did it in your mind and all this other stuff. So it was a shortcut the way I knew it. And, and he expected me or all of us that were from Mexico to do it their way, you know, the way they know. And he said, well, the answer is, so that the answer is, is right, but I don't know how you, you got to it. <laughs> so, you know, they weren't used to it. Now, now they teach uh, different ways of uh, going about, you know, solving the problems, I noticed that. But then, you know, that, that was, that was uh, 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 interesting to me, as far as the math was concerned. As far as the English, well, I was just learning and learning and learning and just trying to say the best, uh, the best that I could with, the, you know, the pronunciation mostly. Do you remember the type of classes that you had? Like, did you no, have- Oh, English, regular English, math, uh, uh, gym, for example, you know, you know, regular gym, and then uh, I think we had uh, some classes that I never expected to have. You know, like they even had music, or you know, that are regular classes that you know, separate, como uh, uh, optionals. In other words, you know, you had your 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 math, math and English was for you know, you had to do it. And, but then the other ones, you know, were just, and then gym was also mandatory. And then the other ones, you know, you, you know, you would, you know, they, you know, what do you want? And they, they had the shops, like wood shop or like whatever, you know, different things. So, you know, I, 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 I had some, what do you want? Plastic, I think. We work with plastics, cut plastic and then make, you know, little things with plastic uh, material. And then that, that was a junior high. Then I graduated to high school, and then there, there was more, more. That's when I had my uh, ROTC program. I attended ROTC there for, I think it was two or three semesters. You know what ROTC is, don't you? Yeah, I'm familiar a little bit with it, but I mean, how would you okay, explain okay. ROTC? Uh, you were asked to choose whether you wanted to go into sports or regular gym, which is, you know, running, doing this, doing that, and playing football or or you could you could you could do that or you, you could go into the the ROTC, which is the, the military uh, part. In other words, they give you a rifle and they, they teach you just military stuff. And they would show us uh, back then we, we were real close to World War II. So we saw a lot of uh, real, real what do you call it documentary uh, documental footage. Uh, of what happened in, in Japan mostly, that we didn't see too much about Europe. 
but uh, most of it was like the Japanese and how they would just, you know, the, the Japanese would be under in holes or whatever, and the Americans would go and if they they would they find them, they they they, they actually showed that that was bad. They actually showed uh, the Americans putting the machine gun on top of the hole and just shooting everybody down there in the hole. Now that was that was a nice. <laughs> But I mean, you know, that, that was really, really what happened. And they told us, you know, you're not, you know, you're not here to see nice stuff, you know, that they really happened. And we just want you to, to see it and, and know what war is all about. I thought that was uh, sad and interesting. So the ROTC program, you did it throughout all of high school or just part of it? Most of it. Well, I went there, uh, 10th grade and 11th grade. I was in 11th grade when I when I was taken out because we were on illegal here and then they found that we were illegal so they they kicked me out they sent me to Tijuana they sent us to Tijuana my dad my mom and me and we spent two years there and I didn't go to school there. You also while you went to Tijuana you didn't go to school? No I had well I, I went to school before I came at 13 but when during this time that I was when I was 16 then, by then I went 15 or 14 or 16, I think, when I, when I went to Tijuana and I didn't go to school then. So the only school that I had uh, was up to the 11th grade here. And when I came, I finished my uh, high school at night. Are you comfortable telling me a little bit about that period when you, go, when you were in Tijuana and then how you came back? Yes, yes, it was uh, uh, a horrible experience because I didn't, when you come over here, usually you come to the United States, everybody comes to the United States and to make, not to become rich, but to live a little better. Because when we came up here at the beginning, in Mexico, I didn't even dreamed of having a, a bicycle. I learned in a rented bike. And my father never even thought about buying a car less, you know. He, he drove a lot, but he was, he was just driving for uh, trucks or buses, you know, down there. And, but not, not, not his own car. As soon as we got here, two months later, we had a car and we had a, you know, it wasn't a, a big house but it was a lot not better than the houses in Mexico. And, you know, we were, we had enough to buy the groceries. I remember then going to the, every week going to the, the food store and spending six, $7 for the week, you know, six, $7 just for the whole week for the three of us. And I remember the first time that uh, it got to $10. My dad said, how are we gonna make it? You know, $10 a week, $10 for the whole week, you know, groceries, you know, like mail, whatever, you know, all that stuff. And that, 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 I, I laugh at it now, but I mean, everything is, uh, como se dice, relative. Everything has gone up. Now it's uh, 10 bucks an hour, 10 bucks an hour, or now they wanted 15. But now you go to any market, and all of a sudden, you, before you know it, you spend a hundred bucks. We go to Costco now and it's so two, three hundred bucks. 
And and so, you know, the, the, everything goes up accordingly. You know, I remember uh, asking people about the houses, the, the, the cars, when we came here, the brand new car for a hundred, for a thousand dollars, brand new car, a thousand dollars. No, it, it, there was nothing else. It was just radio and heater. They would say brand new. It was just radio and heater. No, no, no blinkers, no nothing. You know, no, no, nothing. It was just, just the four wheels in the car. <laughs> so you know, it's, it's, it's a lot, a lot of difference. Then and there's more money and all that, but uh, you know, all the luxuries that a car has now. You're 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 aware of it. What year was it when you were deported to Tijuana? 1954. And during that time, you didn't go to school. But when you came back, you mentioned you you did go back to school. Yeah, high school. I mean, high school, night school. I was already what was I was twenty nineteen or twenty almost twenty years old. So I wasn't you know I, I wasn't I wasn't uh, at the age to keep going daytime. So I had to go finish it in that night. Can you tell me a little bit about that night school experience? Like, how was it? Where'd you go? What's, what was the name of the school? Oh, okay, that one. Uh, the first one I went to Roosevelt. The high school was Roosevelt. The uh, junior high was uh, Stevenson. Uh, high school was Roosevelt, and my uh, high school here at night was uh, Manual Arts. You know, you're familiar with Manual Arts. I, I went there for a summer. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that, that, that I did, and I think that's where I got my, my uh, high school diploma. And when you think back about your time in school, like what kind of memories come, come out? Like what are some of the things that you kind of like carry from that time? Beautiful experience. Uh, I didn't want to go to Mexico for sure. <laughs> that was an ugly experience. But I mean, I wanted to stay here. The teaching was fine. Everything was great, you know, I, you know. I, I consider myself uh, part of, uh, of, of, of them. You know, I consider myself American, not American, but I, 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 I never, I knew, I knew we were not legally here, you know, because you could hear it all over the place like you do now. Uh, but I, 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 was, I was never, I never considered being thrown out, you know. And I remember very clearly that uh, the two police officers that uh, were taking us down to San Diego to to um, este, right next to San Isidro. That's when that's where they had us uh, there for two weeks, you know, in jail, you know, you know, detention. And you know, then they they took us out to to Tijuana and they said, well, why why didn't you? Fix your your papers. Why didn't you, Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And and well, the, the the usual answer was because it was never easy to to come to the United States. It wasn't then, and it isn't now. You know, and that's why everybody just jumps over the border because it's easier. And now with all this, uh, what do you call it? These uh, sanctuary cities and all this, nobody can ask you. Where are you from, or are you legally here, or whatever? So there's 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 two, there's there's very 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 little that has uh, a lot has changed because now you can live here once you cross the border and nobody bothers you hardly. And back then you, you had more more people 
from other Mexicans. That was the whole thing. If you if somebody if you didn't like somebody, another Mexican, and you and he knew that you were illegally here, he would call the the uh, immigration people, and they would actually go to your house and take you out. No, they don't do that. No, they 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 they, they themselves don't take don't don't throw you out. They don't they they can you know you know it's not that's not the the policy. But then it was. Just returning a little bit back to your time in school, what were some of your favorite subjects? Believe it or not, English, because math that was easy with me. You know, like I say, when in Mexico, I was you know I always liked math. Not I'm not I'm not speaking about algebra and all that stuff. I'm just talking about just basic, you know, uh, adding, subtracting, multiplication, division. You know, all, what do you call it? The percentages, all that regular stuff that, that we use uh, for everyday living. And in terms of like the, the social space of school, this is like 1950s. I'm just thinking about the the teenagers, you know, the, the, the baby boomers are too young, but they're definitely like, I'm just trying to picture like, how would you describe that space, that context, like, because it's not the 60s, so the, the trends or the, the dress is not like 1960s period, but was it the beginning of that period, you know, where, where you start seeing uh, like... I noticed, I noticed that uh, back then, it was still black and white television. I think the only thing that you saw was, I think it was Amos and Andy, the black uh, program, Amos and Andy every, every week, but everything else was uh, white people, and white songs, you know. Uh, have you seen that uh, that picture, Back to the Future? Yes. And all those songs and all those songs from the fifties. Well, I remember that. That's exactly exactly when when I was here. When I saw that picture, I I, I, I went back to my to my my junior and high school years. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was interesting. Nice. For example, Roosevelt is still a very famous school. You know, people yeah, yeah. kind of reference it. Have you ever gone back to check it out? Not inside, just the outside. But I never, I never went uh, went back. I think I went back as as soon as I came back. Two years later, twenty and a half years later, I I I went and looked for my teachers. But I'm talking about my Spanish or English teachers. The ones in the FA program, I still, I think I just, I found Miss Haven and uh, I went to visit her at another school and she was still doing, I think the same thing, teaching kids, uh, you know, English, English for, for foreign, foreign born people. And she told all the kids there, oh, look, you know, and I was, you know, I, I could speak a little better English by then. And so he made me an example to them and told them, you know, if he can do it, you can do it and whatever. But, you know, I was still, I still had a bad accent. Maybe I still do, but anyways, uh, she, she was real nice, you know, and, 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 and I remember her and I went to visit her after other school. Well, Donacho, I want to thank you very much for sharing your story with us. Thank you. Well, I hope, I hope it, um, it uh, whatever it does to you or, what, is, what are you going to use it for? I'm going to share it with my classroom, my, with my students. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, well, tell them, tell them that uh, in my part that they are lucky that uh, you are you were lucky because that you went to school here all your life. Anybody that that has come here has gone to school are very lucky. I will definitely share that with them again, Donacho. Muchas gracias. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Daniel. And um, I, I, I congratulate you on you becoming a teacher and being, you know, doing as much as you have done through your life. Congratulations. Oh, muchas gracias. It means a lot to me. Muchas gracias. You have just finished hearing a conversation with Francisco Gonzalez. He shared his recollection of going to school in the 1950s, entering as a 13-year-old, participating in the Foreign Adjustment Program, a program intended as an intensive English language instruction course. As I reflect on the subjects that Francisco shared with us today, I find it relevant to connect that the 1950s experiences resonate to the present experiences today. Many of us can recall our experience in the classroom, not just simply learning English, but learning to fit in within the American fabric, learning to become an American, to find a place within our respective communities, but also reflect on those teachers and individuals that were supportive, and also recall those that made our process of schooling more difficult. I want to thank Francisco Gonzalez, Don Nacho, for being so candid with his story. You've been listening to Daniel here on the D-Report. Please feel free to check out the website at thereport.org to review past segments. I hope you found this conversation of interest and relevant and take it to your respective circles to continue. Stay safe, stay strong, join us again next week.